Hi, and welcome to Grounding with Gem. I'm Gem Wilson, and I'm a mindset coach and founder of Vala Energy. I'm so excited to help you up-level your mindset, ground back into your body, and reconnect with nature to live your most fulfilling and expansive life. I truly believe that whatever you can see in your mind, you can manifest into your reality, and I can't wait to share my practical tips for life, love, and business with you. Thanks for joining me today, and let's jump right in. And welcome back to another week. First off, I wanted to say a huge thank you for being here and listening to Grounding with Gem because this past week I just had 3,000 downloads and it makes me so, so happy to hear that this podcast has reached so many of you all across the world and I hope it's adding a lot of value to your day as you work, you drive, you cook or whatever you do when you press play. I absolutely love listening to podcasts myself. I love listening to them while I drive and when I cook mainly. It's a really great way to stay entertained and to learn something new and do something for your mind really that you may not otherwise fit in within the day. So I'm recording this at half past eight on Thursday and this has been a week where life admin has just sort of taken over and I'm surrendering to it now. I'm no longer trying to resist it. We're nearly at the end of our build and we're at the point of choosing some of the less exciting parts like treads for the carpets, nosing, handrails and if you're a new listener and you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, My partner Dan and I, we've been in the process of redoing a church conversion in South Wales. And I say redo because it was previously converted by the previous owner and it was used as a photography studio in its last life before it came into our hands. (laughs) So it's not like we were in here pulling out pews and packing up Bibles and taking down the organ. And It's a church with a lot of history, which we are starting to learn a lot more about. And there are some really fun cultural moments that are starting to reveal themselves, shall we say. So we found out that an episode of Doctor Who was filmed here. Don't ask me which one, I don't know. It's in the background of some shots in Gavin and Stacey. And also, if you're into music and you've heard of the Ivor Novello Awards, Ivor Novello's mother... Clara played piano here and Ivan Novello was actually from Cardiff. But what's wild is that my partner Dan, who is a music producer and a songwriter, he won an Ivan Novello award a few years back for his work on the album Pink Noise by the incredible artist Laura Mfula. And it's such a great album. I'm not just saying that because he's my boyfriend. I really do enjoy listening to it. It's really fun and bright and poppy. Great summer album. So the ladies who run the church next door, they gave us an information booklet on the 100 year anniversary of the church and our jaws nearly hit the floor when we saw that 
Ivan Novello connection. And as I always say, there's no such thing as a coincidence. So I really do feel in my heart that we were meant to inherit this space and be the caretakers for it to bring it back to a place of song and a place of making music. And we've worked really hard over the past year or so to make it more functional and practical. And we're nearing the completion of the upstairs, which is really, really exciting. And I can finally get back to holding my sacred circles. If you've ever done a renovation, you'll know it consumes so much time, so much energy, so much brain power. So I'm looking forward to it being finalized and getting to actually enjoy the space before we move on to the downstairs later on this year. But like most people, I love to unwind at the end of a really hectic full-on day by watching something on Netflix and I love a good documentary. I kid you not when I say I will literally watch a documentary on anything. There have been times when I've watched documentaries on the bridges of London on Channel 5 or about the royal family when I have zero interest in the royal family but I get sucked in and the weirder the better in my opinion. The more niche the more down I am. Just nothing about serial killers though because I do want to sleep at night and my OCD does not enjoy those intrusive thoughts. So Dan, my boyfriend, he's a huge tennis fan and I am the first to admit that I do not know a thing about tennis other than the names of some of the famous tennis players and that everyone wears white at Wimbledon. I have no idea how that game works. It seems so confusing. There's so many names for everything. I can't keep up, but I am slowly learning. And we decided to start watching the tennis documentary called Breakpoint on Netflix. You may have seen it featured as a trending documentary. A lot of people I've spoken to about it have said that it's a similar format to the Formula One documentary if you've seen that I haven't but I'll probably end up watching it now and after episode one I was hooked because it's like a classy version of reality tv where the stars of the show they are actually doing something that's very purposeful and life-changing and meaningful to them rather than just getting drunk and arguing or going shopping or whatever they do. And this show basically follows some of the top tennis stars in the world, maybe over about a year, definitely during the main season of all the Opens and Wimbledon. And it shows all aspects of their lives. So from their training to their personal relationships, how they interact with their families, how they're feeling before the match, during the match, after the match. And they do cutaway interviews with them as well, reflecting on different moments, which is so, so interesting. And it's beyond fascinating. And I really saw it as an insight into a world that I may never otherwise have had access to. What I found really fascinating was that the world number one female, she didn't just have the training coach and the physio. She wasn't just taking care of the physical body. She had a mindset coach, which a lot of the others didn't have. And that really became apparent at the moments where they would just start having meltdowns in the middle of the match and hitting their racket on the floor or they would say afterwards I would go into this negative thought spiral and I couldn't get out of it and I thought why am I here I look so stupid. So seeing the way that she would interact with her coach and her mindset coach really did emphasize the power of investing and focusing 
on your mindset and prioritizing it just as much as your physical practice. And throughout the documentary, multiple people said that it's not just a physical game, it is a mental game just as much. Can you keep going even when you're down? Can you not let your opponent intimidate you and spot your weaknesses? Can you quieten the noise of your ego who's telling you just to throw in the towel now? As a mindset coach myself, I found this so, so interesting. And by the way, if you can hear lots of random noises and scuffling in the background, that's my two cats sitting on my desk next to me who've decided to have a wrestling match. (laughs) But anyway, there was one player called Ayla Tomlanovich who had this quite bumpy ride throughout the series. It was quite an emotional roller coaster watching her. And you really, really wanted her to see just how strong and powerful she was and to hold a mirror up to the power and the potential that she had within herself. And this is a spoiler alert, but in one of the last episodes, she goes really far in her tournament. She sort of defies the odds. And then as she's walking out, you see in the stadium or whatever you call the tennis courts, she touches a sign that says pressure is a privilege. And I said, oh, I love that to Dan, who was sitting next to me. And he replied, that would be such a great idea for a podcast. So here we are. So I did a little bit of research because, you know, by now I can't be spreading fake facts or not get into the bottom of something on this podcast. So this quote was originally said by the famous female tennis player Billie Jean King. If you've ever heard of that film Battle of the Sexes with Emma Stone and Steve Carell, she is the star of that film. I have not watched it yet but it's on my list because it's basically about her being challenged by a male tennis player called Bobby Riggs and he says he can beat any woman in tennis but guess what she beats him. And from my online digging around, the quote she actually said was about reflecting on being sent to court at Wimbledon and realizing how much of an incredible achievement this really was. And she said, usually if you have tremendous pressure, it's because an opportunity comes along. Most of the time, if you really think about it, usually it's a privilege And that really blew me away and made me see pressure from a whole other perspective. Usually we view it as something negative and that's detrimental to our well-being. But what if we can see pressure as sometimes being a good thing? I often like to think that it's a sign that I'm getting out of my comfort zone and doing something that is encouraging me to meet my edges. And pressure, it can help to hold you accountable as well. I remember doing my first sister circle and I advertised it online and I was feeling a mixture of excitement and nerves because I literally had three people attend who were my sister, her friend Ellie and my friend Michaela. And I was shitting it because I'm one of those people whose mind often goes blank when everyone's eyes on me and it's my turn to speak at the networking event or wherever I am. But my desire to hold a circle and to get out of my comfort zone helped me to overcome the pressure of speaking in public. And it's through repetition of this and lots of little mini exposures to pressure that I've become more and more confident speaking in front of others. 
And pressure can also help you to focus on the task at hand and avoid procrastination. I know for me, this podcast is a wonderful example of positive pressure because each week I need to make sure I've prepared my notes and recorded and edited and uploaded an episode so that it's ready to be listened to on Friday. And last week was quite full on, so was this week. So I got to Thursday and guess what? I needed to write all of my notes and record an entire episode as well as recording my guided meditation that is a few episodes back now. So I simply had to sit down and get it done and lean into that pressure and that's really not how I like to work a lot of the time because I like to be organized and structured otherwise I do end up feeling anxious and panicky. But without having this sense of accountability and pressure, I might not have made recording this episode or last week's episode a priority, which would mean that I would let my listeners down and that would inevitably have a negative impact on my audience trust and engagement further down the line and in the long run. I personally love it when hosts are really reliable with their podcast releases because it means there's something to look forward to listening to each week, maybe when I'm cooking or going out for a walk. So I want to share that same experience and sense of enjoyment with my listeners and for them to have something to look forward to on a Friday. So being under pressure, it means that you let go of anything that's not relevant or helping you towards your goal in the moment. And instead, you direct that energy and that focus towards creating something positive. So as a result of this, you'll also find that you're probably more productive and organized because you're spending less time on the tasks or even thoughts that are not important to you in the moment and instead you are choosing to laser focus your energy towards a more positive and productive outcome. And Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So think about if you have all day to do a task then you'll probably spend all day doing the task. But if you have a deadline you will get your A into G and you will put your head down to make sure that you meet that deadline. I hear so many mums talk about this a lot, as if their baby is sleeping or their children are at school, they know that they have to get things done in that time because there's no option to go in their office and close the door once they're home. And I really find that when I have a limited amount of time to complete a task, that's when I tend to go into flow state and channel and takes over. This is something that happens a lot when I'm doing design work, creative work, because it's also a habit and it's something I've got so used to shifting into that it's not even like I'm consciously thinking about it. I can allow myself to receive the guidance and I see the pictures in my head. And it's literally a case of designing that in the tangible 3D, converting something from thought, from source into something that other people can see as well. And it really is like someone else is controlling my mind and everything feels very light and expansive and flowy. I'm sure you know the meaning of this when you've been doing something that brings you a lot of joy or that feels like second nature to you. And when the pressure is on, I have to consciously ask myself, what are the non-negotiable things 
that I need to do today that I cannot flake out on. So for me, it's usually things like packing Vala orders and replying to client messages and people on Instagram and making sure my podcast is good to go. Whereas if I miss a day of posting on social media, I know that the world is not going to end and I can pick that up again tomorrow when I have more time, more energy and more space to focus on it. And in a rather strange way, pressure does help you to feel a sense of accomplishment because when you're up against the clock, you can move mountains to meet your goal, to achieve your desire. And a very simple example I have that relates to this is that this week, Dan really wanted some custom storage building in his studio and he wanted it done within three weeks. And two different people told us their wait time's four weeks, but that's not going to work. So I hit up Checker Trade. God bless Checker Trade. If you've never used it, it's like a directory of approved tradespeople. It's incredible. And I got on the phone and I started calling round. As it happened, the first carpenter I called was extremely helpful. And he said, yes, I can do that in that time frame. So by having that sense of pressure and urgency, I was encouraged to keep persevering and keep looking for the right person who could meet our needs rather than just settling and saying oh well that's just the way it is and I'm the first person to admit that pressure or prolonged pressure can really take it out of you and it can be a bit stress inducing at times but in small bursts it can allow you to see just how resilient and powerful you are I find it's really helpful to reframe any feelings of anxiety or nerves that become attached to pressure as excitement. And I think someone must have told me or I read it somewhere that it's actually the same chemical response in your body. When you say, oh my gosh, I feel so nervous. Can you transform that belief into, oh my gosh, I'm excited about what the outcome might be. I'm excited to get out of my comfort zone to see what's on the other side of it. And you've probably seen that quote, pressure creates diamonds a million times by now. But I like to think of that in a way that diamonds, they're so strong, they are so resilient as well. And as I was watching Ayla in the show, I really did witness that firsthand. She embodied the phrase, pressure is a privilege, as she was someone who people often said wasn't living up to her potential and she wasn't a closer, which meant that she never actually made it to the end. She couldn't seal the deal and win the tournament. And hearing that might break a lot of people. But I had so much admiration for the way that she transmuted and transformed that disbelief and that negative energy into an energy that was so strong and courageous. If you haven't seen the show, I would really, really recommend watching it. Even if, like me, you don't know a thing about tennis, I'm always like, well, the person who's cheering is obviously the one who won, Um, which Dan thinks is hilarious. I'm a big believer that there's always something to be learned from whatever you watch or whatever you read or whoever you speak to even. And there are so many incredible, insightful life lessons that are peppered throughout this series. I think it's about 10 episodes because they did two series. And these sports people, they are living under constant pressure so to watch as an outsider and observe how they navigate their way through the high pressure moments is 
A great example of learning to harness pressure for your own benefit rather than allowing it to overtake you and overcome you. One final thing I wanted to share with you today was from a podcast that I listened to yesterday. It's one of my favorites that I have on rotation. It's called The Unruly Entrepreneur by Andrea Crowder. And yesterday she mentioned that she always makes decisions from a place of pleasure rather than pressure. And I feel like it was divine timing that I listened to that one little podcast in the car on my drive to the car garage, which is very unglamorous. But it really stuck with me as I think so many of us, we can get sucked into a lack mindset and we can end up agreeing to do something that in hindsight was purely out of pressure rather from feeling this sense of lightness and joy and excitedness when doing it. So I'm passing on that little nugget of wisdom to you today. So the next time you're faced with a choice, you can ask yourself, am I making this decision, this choice, this agreement from a place of pleasure or pressure? So that brings me to the end of another week. I can't believe it's over already. I hope you enjoyed learning all about how pressure really can be a privilege. And it's essentially all about embracing the positive side of pressure in small little bursts to help you to step out of your comfort zone and to help you realize just how powerful and resilient you really are. As always, please feel free to tag me at Gem Wilson Coaching on Instagram, wherever you're listening, whatever your takeaways are, whether you are choosing to embody some learnings and lessons from this episode or a previous episode. I love to hear from you and please feel free to leave a review or share with a friend if that's something you are feeling inspired to do today. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. If you enjoyed, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe, download and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time. Until then, join me over on Instagram at Coaching and Vala Energy.